God, our Father, when you speak, there is light and life. When you act, there is justice and love. Grant now that your love may be present among us, so that we may be people who show your justice and love to the world. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning to you all. Uh, it is a lovely to be here today in this beautiful and historic church to share with you some of my passion, uh, which is for the hidden community of more than 1.5 million men and women who ply the seas on a daily basis, crewing ships that keep our country functioning and who are the backbone of world trade. Of course, for those of you who are good and true Anglicans, you will know that today is actually not Sea Sunday, according to the church calendar, but as John has said, today is designated as Tipohiri Sunday, a Sunday set aside by General Synod to celebrate the life of our three Tipunga church. And I'm pleased to, to note that you have the Anglican flag flying somewhere on your property this morning in, in uh, commemoration of that. So I apologise for taking the focus off of T4 Head Sunday, and so I will attempt to weave something of that into my brief message to you this morning as well. Well, what truly wonderful and graphic readings this morning. This reading, uh, uh, first of all, from Job, where God speaks out of the chaos of creation. Then the Lord answered Job, out of the whirlwind. And the prophet goes on to describe the foundation of the world and the expanses of the ocean. And then the story uh, here we have in the book of Acts, uh, where Paul is shipwrecked, and in the gospel, of course, uh, where Jesus stills the storm. These readings today paint pictures of the ocean being a frightful and scary place. Turbulent and powerful forces that have potential to bring havoc and destruction to anyone who would be foolish enough to try to tame them. The small boat now reading from Acts is literally being torn apart by the power of the waves, smashing into the relatively fragile hull. Some might say that that's a picture of the church at this time, in the wake of the general synod, as we face together further storms as we consider and debate the issues around same-sex relationships. Storms that have the potential to batter us as a people of faith, faith to force, uh, force us to crash into the rocks uh, of our Anglican identity. Three images of stormy seas, seas also speak of the storms in people's lives, particularly seafarers who can at times face storms of loneliness and isolation, <coughs> desperation, despair, as they spend months away from loved ones on the huge and unforgiving seas. But the picture that our readings paint today of the oceans is but one glimpse, for the sea is filled with an incredible beauty. In my spare time, I'm an avid uh, diver. Uh, I love nothing more than getting into my wetsuit, which I have to say is that my waistline expands isn't the pretty size anymore, but I love to get into my wetsuit and dive into the ocean. There I encounter a beauty and a tranquility that cannot be matched on land. Vibrant ocean life, rich corals, and vast beauty of the sea. Of course, New Zealand is a nation surrounded by the sea. And as Kiwis, we love nothing more than going to the beach and enjoying all that the ocean provides, including the rich kind wine that graces our tables. As Anglicans, one of the five marks of mission is to care for creation. And it is right for us that we should want to ensure that our oceans are cared for and that the fish stocks manage well for the next generation. Of all people, 
you the good people of Tauranga, know only too well the damage that can be done to the ocean and its precious and fragile ecosystem when ships run aground. Yes, the ocean is a place that nourishes the earth, another wonderful metaphor for our three tikanga church. For when the three tikanga sit in unity and concord, there is strength and nourishment for all. But the sea is also home, as I've said, to over 1.5 million seafarers who crew the ships that manage our trade. New Zealand is a trading nation, and over 90% of our imports and exports come via the sea, many through the port of Tauranga. Every day, over 1.5 million seafarers crew container, oil, logging, general cargo, cruise and fishing ships. Predominantly today, most seafarers come from developing countries because they are much cheaper labour. Life at sea is often hard and dangerous with long months away from home in cramped conditions and it can be an incredibly lonely lifestyle. Ships today typically operate on very small crews. Interaction between the crew therefore can be few and far between, which only adds to the loneliness. Over 160 years ago this year, the Reverend John Ashley identified the plight of those who work on the sea, and he established the first ship visiting ministry to the mission, a ministry which today operates in 200 ports in 50 countries. In our reading today, we did something of the power and majesty of the sea, the risk of storms and shipwreck. Modern seafarers also face the risk of piracy and exploitation. In many countries around the world, seafarers are still gang-hauled into service. They work long hours, separated from their loved ones for meagre wages. Sometimes wages are withheld, and sometimes seafarers are, are powerless to seek recompense. They can be abandoned by shipping companies that are unscrupulous, left isolated and alone, far from home. In many ways, seafarers are some of the most vulnerable particularly as they are drawn from developing countries and cultures that typically do not stand up and fight for their rights. Those working in the fishing industry are even more at risk. They work in frightfully dangerous conditions on very small boats. One of my favourite prayers is the fisherman's prayer, which says this, Dear Lord, be good to me. The sea is so wide and my boat is so small. Here in Tower, like in over 200 other ports around the world, faithful men and women volunteer their time to serve those who work on the sea. Mary Gilpin and her amazing little team run a remarkable seafarer centre here at the port, and each day they visit the ships that come into Tower. If you haven't visited the centre, I encourage you to talk to Mary and go and have a visit and see what the wonderful work they do there. In this way, they are living out the gospel by taking the good news to all the world. They faithfully live out the gospel through their encounters with the least, the last and the lost who cry the sea. Their ministry is not about Bible bashing, but rather about being an incarnational witness. In many ways they are the true embodiment of St. Francis of Assisi who said, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. By showing love and concern for the seafarers, by providing Wi-Fi, which enables the much-desired connection to the home, by providing a warm and welcoming centre and being a listening ear and showing a welcoming smile, they are being as Jesus with skin on. Often just listening to the worries and concerns of seafarers helps to calm the storms 
of concern that they have. In this way, our volunteers are working out the words of Jesus. Today I've come with three very simple requests for you good people here. And I know that this parish, faithfully through your um, thrift shop, gives money uh, to uh, the Seafarer Centre and resources that ministry. But I'm, I'm, I've come to ask for three small requests. And before you start worrying and clutching at your pockets, I'm not going to ask for money. So you'll be pleased about that. Of course, if the Holy Spirit's telling you that you should be giving some money, that's a different matter, but I'm not going to ask for it. This is what I'd ask for instead. Firstly, I would ask that we would pray for Mary and Tim. Uphold them in your prayers and ask that God would use them mightily for the extension of his kingdom in this place. Ask God to give them the right words at the right time and lead them to the right ships and the right seafarers who need to be here. So pray for Mary and her team. Secondly, I would ask that we would pray for the seafarers themselves. As I've said, this is a largely invisible group who we really see. As such, they are often overlooked and they need our prayers. Today I would ask that we would pray for them. And when you come forward for communion this morning, you will see that I've placed a cushion at the altar. It's uh, just at the front here, and you might miss it because it's the same colour as the carpet. But I've placed a cushion there, a kneeler at the rail. And I would ask that as you come forward for communion this morning, that no one kneels there. That that would be a visible reminder for the seafarer who can't be here today, because he's at sea, flying the oceans, in no place of worship, but working in a lonely and inhospitable environment. So as you come and kneel, we will leave that gap so that we will remind ourselves that that seafarer is here through our prayers. Third request of you is this. I would pray that you would ask God what you can do to help Mary and her team to reach out to the seafarers in the name of Christ. I'm going to apologise once here because I'm a fan of the 1662 prayer book. I don't know if you use that here in the modern uh, city of Tauranga. At the parish that I belong to on a Wednesday and Sunday at 8 o'clock, we use 1662. And in the post communion prayer, it has this wonderful and rich line. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared. For us so to walk in. Mari desperately needs volunteers to help man the centre. She needs people who would consider themselves becoming ship visitors. Maybe this is the good work that God has prepared for you to walk in. If you want to be challenged and blessed, if you have a love for missionary service and encountering other cultures, if you have a welcoming smile and an ability to talk to others, then ask God if this is what He requires of you. If you want to be part of an exciting ministry of our free Tikhonga church, then ask God to empower and strengthen and equip you. Not that you need much equipping, just a freeing smile, the love of Jesus, and some time. Because Mary would seek your support. Maybe just maybe God is saying to you today by the Holy Spirit, you should offer to help. If this is the way that you can be a blessing to those to ensure that we have petrol in our cars, cars on our road, clothes in our cupboard, appliances in our home, food in our table. Because all of these things, and all the things that we buy today, generally has come via the sea. 
The people who ensure that these things come are people who need Jesus and who want our welcome and our care. They desperately want to feel welcome and loved, cared for, and not forgotten. I wonder, is God saying to you that you could help? I wonder if you might be a blessing to those who work in the sea. I wonder if you might be someone who can help to calm the storms in their lives. Let us pray. Gracious God, we remind us today of your goodness to us, the blessing of our three Tikkunna Church, our desire to live in unity and concord, our desire to be good news for the poor. We are reminded today, Lord God, that the sea is wide and the seafarers' boats are so small. They face enormous odds and they are faced by storms of doubt and concern and worry for their loved ones. The storms of most loneliness and isolation. As Jesus spoke to the storm, he said, Peace, and the storm was calmed. I pray, Lord God, through the ministry of the mission to seafarers and those who work on our port in the United Seafarers Centre, that we may be people who bring peace to troubled lives in Jesus' name.